Welcome to Pedro Pascal, a Pedro Pascal podcast. I'm your co-host, a co-host, Rachel Leishman. I'm your other co-host, Katrina Dennis. Oh my god, we'll stop this right out the top. Um, (laughs) We are here to record episode 7, known as Left Behind of The Last of Us. Uh, And this is the first of at least two episodes we're doing this week. Because mm-hmm. we also have the Mandalorian coming up. There's some big stuff happening this week. Oh, yes. Um, that Katrina is doing tomorrow, which well, this I will drop like on. So by the time this like drops, people tomorrow, will know yeah. what I'm doing tomorrow. So yeah, keep an eye out. <laughs> I will say, I want to say at the top, uh, because our friend Ash, not producer Ashley, but our friend Ash Grisson, who uh, you know, does interviews and is a really big deal because we have cool friends. Um, she is a journalist and an interviewer for Entertainment Tonight. Uh, did quote <laughs> earlier today saying that no one knows what Petro's outfit is going to be tomorrow, not even him, because he lost some of his stuff in London. So oh it's going gosh. to be. I can, I can look up, put on, yeah, Ash quote tweeted us because I got the notification and I was like, what did I tweet that Ash quote tweeted? And then I realized it was she had quote tweeted Padro. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, what did we say? And so our producer, Ashley, who runs our Twitter account mm-hmm. said, uh, what color do y'all think Pedro will wear for the Mandalorian premiere? Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> that is when, uh, Ash Croissant quote tweeted it. What color uh, do you think he's going to wear? I mean, I always would, I mean, I, green was a, a popular choice because it is Mando. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go deep purple just to be funny, but uh, what do you think before I click on what Ash quote tweeted this one? Uh, neon pink, I think. Yeah, uh, go back to the variety days. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So as Ash Ash's tweet that I just pulled up says, important reporting, <laughs> Petro left some of his outfit in London and now has to pivot and start from square one. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, oh man. But you know straight what? Straight from the source. His <laughs> stylist is the genius, as as has been proven time and time again. Yeah. And I'm sure that whatever um his team pulls out will be incredible. So I hope it's uh one time I went to an event and the person didn't like the outfit outfit someone picked, and so they went to HM and just like cut the lining out of an outfit and like made this dress. And me and my boss were both like, What? <laughs> you look great, but that's crazy. Um, I hope it's a situation like that. Like someone just goes into like a Target and they're like, yeah, we, we have to- some like killer thrift stores in LA. <laughs> so so- just, yeah. Someone goes into like Ralph's and they find a white yeah. t-shirt and they're like, I'm going to run this through some onions, get some cool coloration. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let everybody. Oh yeah. yeah. And then yeah. call it Gucci. We don't know what he's currently wearing tomorrow. When, this will probably drop either like right before the premiere or like hours in advance. I don't know what producer Ashley's going to do. She'll, she will yell at us when she listens to this later. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we don't know. Important reporting from our good friend, uh, Ashkerson. He doesn't even know. Yeah. And so the Mando premiere is happening on Tuesday, February 28th. Look out for people mm-hmm. that you know there. Not me. I'm in New York. But <laughs> Oh, your face some people. And you may know that may be on screen right now. Possibly. Yeah. Someone could be there. Uh, and someone might be there. growing. Someone's been getting text messages for like the past five minutes of like people landing <laughs> in LA. So, <laughs> yeah, some people, and also maybe some friends of this pod and some future friends because one of our good friends, Arzu, is maybe going. We don't know. 
Literally. Um, I have no idea what's happening tomorrow. It's a Tuesday. And, and maybe Maggie, a good friend of the pod and prospect. <gasps> I have to tell that story. Katrina, how have you been? <sighs> Amazing. Good. Um, it, wonder, wonderful. Um, LA, as you know, as you have experienced uh, this past week, had some <laughs> unprecedented weather. Um, mm-hmm. and it's been it's been a little uh, adventurous, but I, I went to Disney over the weekend with uh, my boyfriend and some friends, and that was super fun. It was just nice to get to the parks, and I was thankful for my East Coast upbringing because when it started raining, all the tourists and Californians like fleed inside to like inside shows, and I was like, let's get on some rides, and we waltzed like into the Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway which is like mm-hmm. a brand new ride that like the wait times never go under 80 minutes and we walked in and we were on it in like 15 so pretty great i feel good and tough uh how about you rachel you did some stuff this weekend yeah so i went to the hollywood critics association awards because i'm a member of the hollywood critics association um i brought my mom because she wanted to go to an award show and she yeah. talked about it my whole life so i brought her we went to l.a it was on Friday, and so that night I uh, met Ryan Johnson. I met Kiwi Kwan, um, which were like my two goals. I knew Ryan Johnson was going to be there. I said that I was like, "Oh, I want to go talk to Ryan." I talked to him. It was really nice. And then I uh, learned that day that Kiwi Kwan was going to be there, and I was like, um, I texted my best friend, and I said to her, "I'm going to say one quote to you, and that's when we might meet tonight." And I said. It's not, it's 007, not 00 negative. <laughs> um, and she was like, oh my God, you're going to meet Data? And I was like, yeah. And so then my friend, my friend Drew's had to basically like do the like, have you met my friend Rachel to him? Because I was like on the verge of crying as soon as I like walked up. Just because I was like, I grew up loving Indian, the Goonies. And so I was freaking out. Um, but I did. Sophie Thatcher was there and she walked by my table at one point. I was like, Sophie, I'm so sorry. I just want to say like, I love Prospect. I was like, I love Yellow Jackets and everything you've done said, but like, I love Prospect. And she was like, oh my God. It was crazy. And then last night I left, I watched, I rewatched the episode uh, of The Last of Us in the airport mm-hmm. on an iPad because my flight got delayed so many hours and I was just sitting there. As the creators um, intended. Yeah. Yes. Literally sitting on the airport mm-hmm. floor. Didn't realize that Harrison Ford's son had a restaurant I could have been sitting at the entire time. Instead, mm-hmm. I was just sitting on the floor mm-hmm. watching The Last of Us. It was it was very exciting. I can't, It is very funny that I literally came home before, like, a lot of my friends ended up going to L.A. So mm-hmm. it was like I just traded places. And I was like, man, could have seen, like, so many of my, uh, like, my friends still. Mm-hmm. I'm sad I didn't get to see you, but at least I was able to send you a little Valentine that I couldn't eat because it was strawberries. Oh no, I didn't know. I'm so it's sorry. Okay. It's okay. I gave it to my my mom ate it, but it was so funny because Ashley handed it to me. I was like, "That's really sweet. I can't have any of this." She went, oh, "Strawberry." Because I did so get to sorry. see producer Ashley for dinner, and then she ran around with us on Saturday because I wanted to go do all of my dumb bits I do every time I'm there. Mm-hmm. like go to the Hollywood Walk of Fame, something I've done numerous times because I lived there. Mm-hmm. But I go and take a picture with Paul Rudd's star as a joke. Um, and then I took a picture with John Favreau's star this time. Just nice. like bent down posing with it because I wanted to. 
um, yeah. <laughs> in the rain because it was raining the entire time. It was very fun. And now I'm exhausted. Now Katrina has a busy week. Yes. I got a busy day tomorrow. Time doesn't stop for the busy. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. But for a moment, we could go back in time and talk about Ellie's path. Mm, yes. Yeah, so we are talking about episode seven. The mm-hmm. I almost said I said episode seven, The Last of Us. Episode seven of The Last of Us Left Behind. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't watched it or you don't, you didn't play this part of the game. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, it is. Uh, it was a special like section of the game titled "Left Behind." That's why the episode is called "Left Behind." Mm-hmm. Um, that explains the story about how Ellie got infected, essentially, and introduces you to Riley, her quote-unquote friend that she was with. Mm-hmm. Um, at the they're time. friends. Oh my god, they're friends. Like they're the- friends. friends. That's what- yeah, I, uh, HBO Max tweeting that best friends Yeah. <laughs> I will highlight the fact that for like any recovering like Christian child, this uh, episode title may be triggering, but I promise you that it is nothing like that. And uh, Kirk Cameron is not in this episode. You're safe. I promise. Could you you imagine? That'd be bad. And that'd be horrible. (laughs) Um, So this episode is uh, takes place. So if you if you recall. Last episode, after they leave uh, Jackson Hole, uh, Joel gets stabbed. Mm-hmm. And so Ellie is basically taking care of him, gets him to, like, this neighborhood of houses that are still standing, but obviously no one's in them, and, like, lays him down. And as he's, like, bleeding and she's nervous he's going to die, she's, she, like, runs off because she gets basically triggered mm-hmm. over losing someone, and she's, like, standing there with nothing to do. Um, and it takes us back. To when she was a child listening to Pearl Jam on a Walkman and running around at the gym at school. Mm-hmm. And there's her Walkman. Um, but yeah, so it's all in flashback as kind of just like a, a way to tell her story while Joel is in pain, which is kind of how it is in the game. Like I, I'm pretty sure yeah. it's how it is framed. Yeah, like, uh, we don't get a lot of uh, Pedro this um, episode because he's busy trying not to, to die. Um, but I'm glad that we like, I mean, this episode was, was just like the definer, I think for Bella Ramsey, like we've always known they were an incredible actor, like from the mm-hmm. Mormont days. And I think that like this, this episode gave them like such a really, a great platform to shine. And it's one I've been waiting for, even though I knew my Fifi's would be deeply hurt. So, yeah, like we said, Joel basically looks dead this time. So he's just like, laying on the ground like I'm bleeding I'm bleeding and she's like no um so, so that's like, my favorite like, oh no I'm bleeding can someone help me LA LA I'm bleeding Hi. this is this is why Disney's gonna be like only one of you can come to this Disney watched our last episode. We were going, "Oh my god!" And they said, "One of you can come. You get exactly one. You get one. You better get your you... best behavior. <laughs> You're gonna see him go. Oh my god, but no. I hope here's what I want for Ashley when she listens to this. I want her to hear this, and then I want you to meet him and have a video of you meeting him and handing him the button, and then cut it 
with me going, oh my God, Bandra. <laughs> oh my God, he's got our button. <laughs> oh my God, he's our button. <laughs> I'm from Bandra, let's go. Oh my God, my abs. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> um, oh. uh, yes. <laughs> This episode last of us is very sad. You wouldn't know from us laughing. Um, but it's very depressing. We're laughing through our tears. Because um, the whole idea is that Harold, they're lesbians. Ellie and her crush. Mm-hmm. And who would be her girlfriend, you know, if the world didn't suck. Riley. Um, we get to see their story. I said Harold, they're lesbians. Because if you look online, it is so much funny the amount of people who were like, why did they make Ellie gay? Why are, why is Ellie kissing a girl and it's like did you what do you, what do you mean make her I'm sorry fake nerds but um if you didn't play the video game uh that's your fault like you didn't make Ellie gay she's been gay, she's been gay. She's, but also she's been gay for over a decade sorry HBO, you couldn't Google HBO Max Twitter account said that best friend stare and I was just like Harold Harold <laughs> <laughs> they're lesbians. the show uh takes us through like when she runs off because she's like oh no triggering joel dying i don't like it um she's running in gym and like she gets in a fight at and at like the fedra school because this girl was being kind of an ass (laughs) ellie and by kind of i mean like full-blown like just asked ellie because um they were like well your friend's gone so there's no one who's gonna beat us up for you so Ellie, in Trelli fashion, just punches this girl in the face. It's like, Bethany. okay. Yeah, Bethany. Bleh. Um, And so Ellie gets in trouble. Goes to the principal. He's basically like, you keep acting up like this, uh, you're going to end up working for someone like Bethany and, like, doing the worst kind of jobs. But he was like, you're smart. Like, if you take this, yada, yada, yada. So she, like, basically is like, all right, fine. I'm going to start being, like, a good Fedra kid, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that is until Riley, played by the incredible Storm Reed, busts into her room and is like, come on, I have to show you something. So um, later, here I am. Want to come out? Yeah. <laughs> and, and at first, Ellie's like, no. And then, like, Riley's like, no, 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 come. So they go to this abandoned mall. Um, and the whole thing is Riley wants to show Ellie the four wonders of the mall. Again, there's a cat. Um, <laughs> there's a kitty. Tony decided he wants to be part of the show today. Tony, uh, you're the fifth wonder of them all. Um, Riley wants to show Ellie the four wonders of them all, and they're like, people on the internet are so shocked that those two kissed. I'm sorry, but if someone takes me out and says they're going to show me some wonders, like, I watched Aladdin. (laughs) I (laughs) I can show you the world. Oh my god! Yeah, I knew I knew where this was going. Sorry if you didn't have like your your romance detectors on, but like we knew from the beginning where this episode was going. I mean, and if yeah. you didn't, you know when you could have figured it out when they're on the fucking carousel. Yeah, <laughs> look at this. They this is not how best friends look at each other. <laughs> this, like this is Ellie is in love with this person. And I think that's like that's so well conveyed, like throughout the episode. Like you, you literally have to be a homophobe not to see this um, in in Bella Ramsey's acting. Like from the moment even Bethany is like, "Oh, your friend's not around to defend you," like that's an immediate offense. That's the reason that Ellie punches that girl um, because like this 
this isn't a new crush, you know, like this is a crush yeah. that Ellie's obviously been holding on to for a really long time. Yeah, exactly. It is just, you know, one of those things. Mm-hmm. And we all know they're looking at each other on a carousel. Mm-hmm. Riley brought her to the mall and was like, I'm going to show you fun. Um, whatever. People are on the internet who didn't know that they were in love. I don't want to call you dumb, but you are. Um, it's very obvious. Very obvious. Sorry, 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 you're stupid. Sorry, you mean, but the whole episode, for the most part, is like basically split between three parts almost. It's like the beginning part where it's like Ellie getting in trouble in school, but then Riley taking her to this mall, them having fun, and then basically like the aftermath. So, like, they have fun for a really long time. They go and they play Mortal Kombat. And it's very clear, like, Riley has set all of this up so that they could have a really fun time together. Like, she broke into the money, like, the coin machine so that they had coins to play the video games. Because, obviously, like, there's no money. Mm. Um, And then got a $5 bill so they could take the photo booth picture, which is from the game. Which just, like, that part was really sweet. Because, again... When we get to see Ellie kind of be a kid yeah. and experiencing like things that like teenagers get to, it's really sweet because we don't get to see it that much. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I uh, I really I'm I mean like I knew it was coming and like anyone who knows basic storytelling kind of knew it probably was coming. I mean, it, this is a, a a post-apocalypse or an apocalypse show. Like generally, we know what's coming to uh, characters when they're happy, but it was or when they're not in it in the modern timeline. Like, exactly. Like, hmm, this is setting up some tragedy. So, <laughs> yeah, but it was really cool. Like, I actually I love the depiction of the mall in this uh, episode. Like, it's uh, it looks like a an actual mall was there, and like with with you know no shade to Stranger Things or whatever, but like. That was a fancy mall. Like, it, that was a mall that, like, you could tell was a set. Whereas, like, this one, just, like, it looked like it looked like it had only been down for, like, five years. Because most malls look like crap right now. So, yeah. like, they're only just coming back into the mall of sauce. So, uh, I'm used to malls. Go- like, I was the only thing that was different was that there were, like, overgrown shrubs in it. But, like, the abandoned stores, the broken down arcade like that's just a mall that's a mall right now so i love that um they also do like in case you were wondering like is ellie a lesbian they find a victoria's secret where (laughs) they stand in front of them they stand in front of the victoria's secret they're both staring at it riley says to ellie i pictured you wearing that and ellie but like riley doesn't say "Ooh, gross ellie goes "Ooh, gross but it's like and then Riley leaves and Ellie is staring at this underwear, just kind of like, yes, this young child doesn't have the words to figure out sexuality and like feelings because it is the post-apocalypse. And so like, I don't think Fedra's like, here's a book on sexuality. Um, And so it is kind of like, you're watching in real time, Ellie kind of figuring out things about herself, even though I was like, pretty sure she knew like the Riley wasn't just like her best friend like she had feelings for Riley yeah but um you are kind of like seeing it unpacked throughout the episode which I think is like a really nice touch because like yeah when you think about it there are things that like these kids were never like didn't have the words for couldn't express and so she's figuring it out on her own as she's kind of walking around this abandoned mall and I mean like again this is we talked about it a little after episode three but this is uh, a post-apocalypse reality or apocalypse 
an apocalypse reality. They're really not post. They're pretty fresh. They're, um, they're, yeah, they're pretty in it still. Uh, where like the last year of civilization was 2003. That was in the middle of like, you know, don't ask, don't tell. That was like, mm-hmm. that was not that far off from like the rampant homophobia of the early 2000s. Um, and so they hadn't advanced as a culture to like get to the point of like gay marriage being legal. Um, and so it's not a surprise, I think, that uh, that Ellie didn't like, may not have had the right word for it, you know? Yeah. And I like, I like how the show was doing it. Like, it wasn't like she looked at it and like made a comment. Like, she, like, she pauses and is staring at it, kind of like, oh, like, do I like this? And like, it, and it's like, I liked how it kind of just like slowly was built in throughout the episode. Yeah. Which is sad. The episode's sad. Very sad. Like it's it's you know it's uh it's not sad until the end, but like <laughs> it's, it's but then it's very sad when you get yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I did see a tweet that was like Ellie's best and worst night of her life. Yeah. Worth basically, basically. <laughs> I um, mean, it's 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 one of those nights where it's just like you know, as a Star Wars fan, when anything is going right for your favorite couple, you're just like, oh god, oh, oh god, when's it gonna happen? When's it gonna hit? <laughs> when is someone going to die like it, the moment you say i love you you're signing a, a death warrant so yeah and in this so, show like so basically like they go to the arcade to get like so one of the wonders of the mall is the arcade um after they take a picture together which again that's directly from the game another thing from the game is they like are playing these arcade games and one of them is mortal Kombat. um and so it's really cute because it's uh riley beats ellie the first time around and then ellie like i think defeats riley the second and they're just like kind of having fun and they're playing this game and again they have a moment where they both like pause and you're like oh my god like they're gonna realize they like each other and then riley's like oh well let's go and Mm -hmm. it's just like no this whole night could have gone so differently yeah and that's right around the time where um the homophobic plant wakes up yeah and that's how i'm gonna describe him from the homophobic He's a homophobic plant. Um, he could have just stayed there and minded his mushroom business, but he decided to be a homophobe and yeah. go after these two young queer kids. Yeah, Ronald Ronald Reagan, <laughs> the clicker, <laughs> woke up and came in. He said, like, so you can hear the noise in the distance. Mm. And I guess it woke him up and was like, oh, there's people in here. And so then Ronald Reagan comes running through the mall. <laughs> um. <laughs> He's like, uh, but you don't see him for like a really long time. You just know he's there. So it's like the from that point on, it's like looming in the background that you know that there's an infected mm-hmm. homophobe in their midst. Um, but you don't see him. And so then one of the surprises was it isn't actually like a gift for Ellie. And so after the arcade, they go to where um, Riley has been camping out, which actually is like it's revealed that like as she's been working with the fireflies, she is stay like she's stationed in the mall um, and like gives Ellie a pun book, a pun, like the no pun intended book. I think it's the mm-hmm. second book. And they're like they trade off going back and forth with them for a minute. Um, and then it is revealed that Riley is leaving. Because Ellie is like, okay, well, like, they, I think they almost, like, kiss again. And then Riley, or Ellie's like, all right, well, I got to go. I got to wake mm-hmm. up. And Riley keeps pushing, like, no, I want to show you all these things. Because it's revealed that she is being stationed in Atlanta. And she's leaving. And uh, Marlene, like, Riley asked, can I bring Ellie with me? And Marlene was like, no. And so it's bad. 
because Ellie gets mad and Riley's upset because it's like her friend doesn't care about the fact that she's leaving again friend quote unquote and they get in like this huge fight about it mm-hmm. because Ellie is still kind of like on the fence about Fedra and the fireflies and like where her loyalties lie because she's not in the same place that uh, Riley is with it uh, mm-hmm. but it's sad they get in a big old fight and yeah. Ellie leaves, quote-unquote leaves. Starts leaving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just starts a little march her way out. Mm-hmm. Until she thinks she hears Riley getting attacked. Mm-hmm. But it is revealed instead that actually Riley was just, like, crying in the last stop on the tour of Wonders of the Mall. Mm-hmm. Which is a Halloween store. She was like, oh, I thought you would have liked it the most. Because it's, like, weird and out there. And they kind of have, like, a not come to Jesus moment, but they kind of, like, have a conversation and are like, I, this is really, like, our last night. Like, let's have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Riley gives Ellie a wolf mask and Riley takes a clown mask on. And they're just, like, they're dancing. Little scooch dance. They just have the the neatest little little dance sequence here. And it's just, I, I love it. Like, I just, I think that we, okay, so... Growing up, we grew up with like tons of movies where like kids have their first love, you know, like my Mm -hmm. earliest, the earliest piece of trauma in my life was watching My Girl. Um, (laughs) They died because of the bees. They died because of the bees and bee sting. But like those kids kiss and stuff like and it's like, you know, it's it's wonderful, I think, to see like first young queer love in this way Mm -hmm. that like you know we were pillaged with as children um and so you know anyone who's calling for homophobia can come back to eight-year-old katrina who watched uh bacoli culkin die after getting his first kiss because of a bee sting um and and explain that to me and tell me how that's not sexualized because it's not it's kids yeah, you know, like having their first experiences in life and stuff like that. So yeah, they're I think like fourteen, like, so it makes sense. Yeah, or like Riley might be a little like older. I think Riley might be like fifteen, but like they're fourteen, fifteen. Like that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like most people, not me, but like most people, <laughs> their first kisses around that age. Like took me. I was a late bloomer. It's fine. It's okay. Sorry. Same. Fine. Um, <laughs> most most other people, normal people, probably had their first kisses in their teenage years um not padro pascal great to see this like this i think the whole episode is just like this wonderful celebration of like you know teenagers discovering what like love and feelings are and it's it's great yeah and so they do they do smooch and it's very sweet because mm-hmm. it's uh ellie takes her masks off leans forward and kisses Riley and I think that's at the point where they realize like no like I'm gonna go with you like we'll figure it out we'll run away like we'll do something mm-hmm. um until Ronald Reagan busts in the room um and he like they're fighting him and you can tell like in the midst of this fight Ellie gets the upper hand and you can tell that she thinks she won mm-hmm. um there she's just like holy shit and doesn't realize she's bit granted we know it doesn't matter but like at the time she didn't know that she comes around to sit next to Riley and Riley reveals she got bit. Ellie realizes she's bit and it's sad to kind of see like these two who like were so happy to see each other were upset like and felt betrayed and then were just so 
ready to run away with one another kind of come to terms with the fact that's like okay well all of that we just went through is for absolutely nothing mm-hmm. yeah and it hurts to watch and it has a line that i think as much as i love that bill and frank episode i think this line is more heartbreaking because at least bill and frank they had their life together we saw their love story we saw how it ended these two it didn't even get started mm-hmm. um and so as a refresher the bill and frank line is objectively it's incredibly romantic that they die together um and riley says to ellie we can just be poetic and shit and lose our minds together mm-hmm. oh. <sighs> i but back on like my queer tangent though i think wait, wait, wait. That... No, 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 tangent, but make it a little gay this time <laughs> um i think that like th- this show is like so unique in that we don't just get one queer, queer story. Mm-hmm. Like we don't get one linear story. And like we have these very different experiences um, that like, you know, we get to see one queer couple have all of this autonomy and make these decisions for themselves. And then these little, these, these teenagers like have to like face desperation and the end of their lives so immediately. Um, and I think it's so rare for a show to not only have like, multiple queer storylines but very very different queer storylines yeah and it is like that's why i'm kind of glad that they made the change with bill and frank not because it would have been like bad in the original way but i think it like it makes it so it is two very distinct uh, stories and you get these two different relationships you kind of get to explore them and they're both tragic in their own ways Mm -hmm. but it's i think it's just really it's just sad but it is well done yeah kind of especially in this episode how those two would have died together and would have been happy to do it yeah had ellie not been a mutant yeah that's the thing you don't necessarily see like the end but it's Mm -hmm. implied you know that like ellie says before to joel like this isn't my first time and that implies that ellie was probably the one who had to pull the trigger on riley when when she turned um but I also want to like highlight because some of the commentary that I've seen has been like, oh, the show is like burying their gaze, blah, 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 blah. First, again, I want to highlight this is an apocalypse show. Almost everyone is supposed to die uh, in these shows. Like, I'm so sorry that the genre is not like evident to you, but like people die in zombie apocalypses. But yeah, like I just, it's these aren't like, it, this show isn't like resorting to the barrier gaze tropes. It's it's telling these like as full as they can be formidable stories about queer love. And I think that this has been like it's tragic, but it's handled beautifully. One, well, I also think just like you said, people die. Also, there are I don't not to spoil part two of the game, but like Ellie does get older and she's a lesbian. Yeah. So you can two and two together and figure some things out there are people who find love and like live their lives like we literally had we had more time we would have spent more time with bill and frank we watched their entire lives they had they spent 20 years together almost yeah Um, it was less than that because it was a couple years after when frank showed up but like still like spent a really long time together this is the first where it was like yes riley died ellie didn't but it was also showing you her trauma Mm-hmm. like clearly ellie like has this pain but we don't get to see it and so i was like explain that yeah. um and it lends to how desperate she yeah. is to save joel you know like she that that that's the whole point of this episode is that like ellie refuses to lose 
another person that's important to her. It's why she chose Joel in the last episode. It's why she's going out of her way to not just leave like she has been made to so many times in the past. That does ultimately, like, when she basically relives what happened, that's when she runs back inside. Um, She holds Joel's hand and basically is like, I'm going to figure this out. And so it's the two of them kind of just figuring out their, uh, like, it was a journey in, like, Ellie, because Joel has had that. We saw that in the episode where he kept seeing Sarah and freaking out and thinking, like, oh, my God, I'm seeing my daughter again, like, realizing he cares for Ellie, and this is Ellie's realizing she cares about Joel, and those two protecting each other. Next episode's gonna suck in a different way, because it's a terrifying character. Yes, yeah. Terrifying character, but also a very interesting side character is coming into this episode. Uh, Mm -hmm. Troy Baker, the voice of Joel, will be appearing in the next episode as an unnamed character. Yet unnamed. Uh, So, yeah, like, buckle in, kids, because it's going to be a doozy, this next one. Which I guess we must say about every single episode. Yeah, it's it's a doozy. It's a doozy. It's a doozy. Um, And yeah, then we only have two left. And I would be like, wow, that's so sad, except Mandalorian starts right and we have the mandalorian what what a time to be alive (laughs) like we there is like no no break uh from pedro pascal uh and listen if he's if he's listening to this i know he's busy but bro do you know how hard it is trying to keep up with this (laughs) for this podcast we didn't talk about graham norton i didn't get to watch graham norton yet there's he's had like what seth meyers we barely touched (gasps) that like yeah he did seth meyers graham norton now he's doing interviews for mando mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then Um, he's got a movie coming out soon like we we can't rest we can't rest we're working so hard for you guys we're working so hard we can't rest is the movie the one with ethan hawk yes the one with ethan hawk Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure if that's like filming or whatever, but it's coming up. It's on the docket. It's done. So. I think it's yeah. There's a lot coming out, guys. And there's a lot to do and a lot to talk about. And now it's time for everyone's favorite section of the week. Stash, 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 stash. The stash on everybody's lips is gonna be. Pet drums. Hey, welcome to Stash of the Week, where we pick our favorite mustache of Petro Pascal's. Well, he's not in this episode much unless we want this picture where he's looking dead. Or, you know, we want to go back up here to a booty. A mustache in my photo. Up, arm. Or the kiss. Stop it. I had to do it. I do it every episode. I need to remove that. No, you don't, because I do it every episode. Um, but stash of the week, uh, because he's not really in this, I think Katrina and I both have picked images that were from the set mm-hmm. of The Last mm-hmm. of Us. Um, for me, I picked this one from Bella Ramsey's, mm-hmm. where it is very cinematic. He's outside in a nice warm coat. Yes. Shot yes. on film, looking so cute. Very good. Very good. Using safety, using yeah, a mask. COVID, COVID around his chin. We love mm-hmm. to see it. Mm-hmm. Wearing yes, gloves. We love to see it. Um, and Katrina, mine is this one where he's on the floor. He's like, "Oh God, I'm dying. Oh my oh God, God. <laughs> oh my God, I'm dying. <laughs> oh my God, I was my favorite. Oh my God, I'm blood <laughs> Oh my God, there's like blood on my final. This was oh a special final. I got this from Zara. Oh my 
Gamma Zarajaka. <laughs> no, what? Oh my God, Frank Shaw. Frank Shaw is bloody. <laughs> It's a it's a good stash. It's a very <laughs> pale stash, but you know whatever he. Uh, it's there. Yeah, yeah, you know it's it's, it's there. I've seen it. So, yeah. seen this one. <laughs> Ellie Ellie's got them all stitched up. He'll have some uh some continuing alive stashes. Um, but yeah. So overall, a very good episode. Very sad episode. Cry and yeah, I like it a lot. I I really do love the line. We can just be poetic and shit. And lose our minds together. It's so sweet. <laughs> it's very sad, but it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great episode. Uh, terrified of next week, as <laughs> I am of every week of the show. But we'll go through it together, and it'll be okay. Um, and again, guys, it's going to be a big old week. So maybe we'll have more episodes coming out this week. Because there's going to be a lot to talk about. Yeah. But we have at least going. one more episode this week. Yes. Um, <laughs> at least one oh. more. At least we're going to be doing, I have no idea how we're going to do this. Like we, It's going to be a busy, busy couple of weeks. Yeah. For like the next three weeks, we're going to have to do like two recaps per week because mm-hmm. we have Mando coming out in a few days. And so that'll be like Mando on Wednesdays. When's the last of us? Sunday. Sunday's mm-hmm. not on the last of us that we'll, we'll watch whatever, record on Mondays. Mando comes out Wednesdays. Um and we're going to just do our best to get as many episodes out for y'all as, as possible. And yeah. Keep our numbers thank growing. You. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks everyone who's been like following our Instagram. Um, we were very surprised. Uh, <laughs> and it got a million views. A million views on our Vanity Fair episode. Um, thank you, producer Ashley, for your genius and for creating Instagram mm-hmm. reels. Um but it's really cool. We're sitting at like like a little over 4,000 followers and we're just really thankful and we hope that you enjoy the show and all of uh, our hard work on the show and all of Ashley's hard work on the show and our socials and uh, yeah, really excited for yeah. the future. We have, um, just a reminder, we have a store on Public. You can get some of this great merch. Um, and also one thing we didn't talk about really quickly are these Flaunt Magazine pictures. Oh, look at that. That Damn. Is, that is, look at that. Whose father is that? Damn. Oh, I must have said mine. No, mine's dead. Mine's dead. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller did um, post this image and it said, When Mother Met Father <laughs> from Buffy when Pedro Pascal was Eddie. Mm hmm. Um, you can follow Sarah Michelle Geller to see that if you guys want. Guys, it is a it is a, a day and an episode. I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go watch my hair now. Yeah. For um, follow us. You can follow the, the pod at Padre Pascal on Twitter and Instagram. You can like, rate, review, subscribe. Katrina, tell the people where they can follow you. You can follow me anywhere if you look for O Katrina. That's O H C A T R I N A. Anywhere on the internet, uh, I am doing stuff. I there's so much stuff. Good God, there's so much stuff. How about you, Rachel? You can follow me at Rachel Leishman on Twitter at Rachel underscore Leishman on Instagram, and you can follow my writing at the Mary Sue and Collider. I have a lot of stuff. I'm too tired to think of any of them. Uh, yeah. 
But yep. yeah, guys, check in this week to see how many episodes we drop. But until next time, <laughs> bye-bye. Bye-bye.